What's going on, Bud Mashers? I'm Mr. Gamer, and welcome to SBR Reports, episode 54, Fortnite Coaches, Physical Games, Gamefly's Dead, and more. Unfortunately, Miss Kitty Duval is out saving kittens right now, so she will not be able to join us for this particular episode, but I really do hope that those kittens are safe afterwards. And let's just jump into, obviously, the most popular thing that's on everyone's mind, the most important thing that we all think of every single waking moment. How are we going to get better at Fortnite? And I'll tell you how you're going to get better with a coach. Because if you think that a coach is only for basketball or tennis or football, you are sorely mistaken. As reported by BleachReport.com, not to be confused by the anime, trust me, I checked. Um, it turns out that for about 10 to $20 per hour, you can hire a Fortnite coach to help your kid get better at Fortnite. Because how else are they going to pull themselves out of Ninja's shadow if they don't have a coach? I mean, Ninja was just obviously injected with just so much talent. It would make sense that just some average Joe Schmo would need something to give them that extra edge. And parents obviously only want the best for their children and have obviously realized that everything else is going to be thrown out the window and that video games are going to be the only thing that they're going to really look forward to. So I might as well just invest all that time, not into science or sports or the arts, no, into Fortnite. Now, typically, you would think, but Mr. Gamer, you should be happy about this. You, you have support about the art that you love. You have support about video games. People are actually doing something and people are actually trying to, to make kids better. But I'm actually not okay with that. And here's why. Because of how, let's just say, viral Fortnite has been, I don't feel as if there's going to be a balance with Fortnite and everything else. For example, unfortunately, I'm just not doing this full-time. I am not doing SBR full-time as much as I would love it. But I can't, because I can't put all my eggs in one basket. And when you're 10 years old, you know, as, as the child is in this article, you have so many other things that you could possibly be focusing on besides Fortnite. Now, the other side, the, the other argument is, is that, well, this is just the main, this is how, this is the turn of the century. This is just where society is going. It doesn't mean that I have to like it. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I appreciate the fact, um, like, I think it was <clears throat> about four episodes ago, I covered how teachers were even trying to talk in Fortnite-esque language. For example, if you did really bad on a test, you needed a chug jug or extra credit in order to boost your grade. Cause you know, that makes sense. I, um, honestly, I gotta say, I am I am happy about the fact that there are there, that there's an opportunity for people who are good at Fortnite to teach children how to do Fortnite. What I don't want is for these children to just do Fortnite. There are significantly more things you can be doing. You need to be a well-rounded individual. And I really feel like that, that, that Twitter name that I gave myself for like a week really, really applies here. Just like the gaming dad. Like, I want people to be great at video games. But be good at some other things too. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't, 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 don't put it all on red because it could definitely be black and then you're broke. 
not that black equals broke. It's a it, it's it's a roulette joke for people who, who who go to Vegas. Okay, moving on. While we're talking about money, it actually turns out that God of War, that beautiful beautiful game that brought us so many boy memes, um, brought one hundred and thirty one million dollars in digital revenue, showing hopefully to most AAA developers that. Maybe the single player experience isn't necessarily dead. Uh, Super Data, um, I'm going to assume Super Data is some sort of a data aggregate, uh, published the findings in an article t- entitled The, the Maturation, m- Maturation of Narrative in Video Games. And they looked at six reasons that people enjoy single player video games leveling up combat experiencing the story exploring the map open endings and visuals um just taking a little snippet uh the surging emphasis of rich storytelling in games is a key reason why story driven titles are earning big during their respective launch months the witcher 3 earned 69 million i still have the witcher 3 on steam have not touched it uncharted 4 made 56 million dollars unfortunately i was really never in it to really get a whole handle on nathan drake he kind of looks like a douche um and then god of war raked 131 million dollars in total revenue now Obviously, with big business, especially the AAA industry, you would think that that would mean something important because, I mean, that's money right there. There didn't need to be any huge DLC. Oh, boy, there was definitely, you know, an update because I'm not going to say that it it arrived to my PS4 in the best condition, uh, but it definitely got there. And I was definitely able to enjoy Kratos and Atreus doing what they do. It was fantastic, but it was an amazing story. I was engaged. And then... It was over. There was no, there was nothing else aside from whatever post-game content, which could basically be, hey, tie up these loose ends. That's basically it. But let me also um, emphasize that those loose ends weren't um, $3.99. They were just there. Could I have done those loose ends before I finished the game? Yeah, some of them. But the fact that they were there for me when I had purchased the game, I got the complete full experience through it all. And that was amazing. It made me so happy. And I had bought the game physical. I actually don't think I'm going to return the game because I enjoyed it so much. And there are different ways that I could go about trying to play the game. There are different things that I could try to do, different sort of combos that I could make with Kratos and Atreus, different weapons that I could try to focus on. But all in all, it was still an amazing story. And with a single player game like God of War, when you have, and uh, and my, my apologies if you don't, but if you have all the knowledge of the previous god of war video games to see kratos as he is now and then he even and 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 watching his arc and then watching atreus's arc versus you know grizzled man with big weapon beats demon like we, we have enough of that give me some story give me some engagement make me want to continue playing your video game past charging me more to get more of the video game and i really appreciate the fact that that's what this does and if Super Data's numbers are anything to, to talk about, maybe we could use some more good single-player games. I really wouldn't say that the single-player experience is necessarily dead. And speaking of another popular single-player experience, 
Kingdom Hearts 3, I am so sorry to pop everyone's bubble, but if you unfortunately saw something from geek.com that Kingdom Hearts 3 was going to have somewhere around like 80 hours of gameplay, yeah, that wasn't confirmed by Square Enix, so I really wouldn't necessarily say that that is true. So it seems as if that was just a number that was thrown out, though there's still some remaining months of development that need to go on with Kingdom Hearts 3. We have a few good confirmed worlds. Um, if you have been on Facebook and have friends who are part of gaming <laughs> gaming groups, you've seen Toy Story, which I will say is pretty cool. You've also seen Monsters, Inc., which, once again, I think is... I, I think Monsters, Inc. would probably be my favorite, but that's because I love Monsters, Inc.'s movies. I, I think that they were great. Now... If we could actually have Kingdom Hearts 3 arguably have perhaps the same amount of content as Octopath Traveler. And the only reason I'm talking about Octopath Traveler is just the game that's kind of sucked up most of my life. I think I have like either uh, 69, not a porn joke, or 79 hours in that game. It's, oh, oh boy. it's It's been taking up more than a little... <laughs> More than a little bit of my life, and I'm still not completely done with it all. But if Kingdom Hearts 3 can have anywhere close to that that amount of gameplay, I will happily buy it. Now, I will challenge anyone listening to not pre-order it, because I 100% guarantee you they have more than enough copies for everyone. Trust me. Now, going on to Nintendo, going on to Nintendo Switch news, it turns out that they that Nintendo has new official Mario and Zelda Switch D-pad, left not right, D-pad Joy-Cons. But there's a little problem. Aside from the fact of this is only the left Joy-Con and it only costs 25 bucks versus your standard Joy-Con which comes as a pack, which is actually the price of a of a game somewhere between like 60 and 75 dollars depending on where you're getting it from, you they don't have some essential features like Bluetooth, HD rumble, a gyro sensor, battery, and the uh SL or SR buttons, which means that you can only play with these when the Switch is in handheld mode, no TV play, which means that you can't take that beautiful Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Joy-Con off and play with it. So, what exactly is the point? I mean, yes, it looks pretty, but I'm at a point in my life where I'm not just going to buy some buy things because they're pretty. Though I have an Amiibo collection that would... Um, have a few questions for me with that previous statement. I don't necessarily see the point in this. And I only say that because one of the things, especially when we were, when we seen the trailer with the Nintendo Switch was, you know, you dock it in and you go, and boom, there you go, with both Joy-Cons in your hands. I mean, the HD rumble feature, when, when Miss Duval and I went over to the Nintendo Switch event, we were playing 1-2 Switch, that is amazing technology that you just don't see anywhere else. Why wouldn't I want that in my controller? What's the point in having a Joy-Con without everything that truly makes it a Joy-Con? If that was the case, I would you know, throw together something and, oh, look, I'm using my PS4 as an, as a, as a pro controller because I can, like, I, I, I suppose, 
Now, this article on GameStop.com also states that the controllers should make playing 2D games a more precise experience. And with all the incredible 2D games on the Switch, Mega Man X Leg Legacy Collection, thank goodness it's not Mighty Number no. 9, Celeste, which is a game I still need to get my hands on, Hollow Knight, which I own on Steam, I don't think I'll be getting it for the Switch, and the upcoming NES Classics that, classics that will be introduced with Nintendo Switch Online, a real D-pad could certainly come in handy. And now I will admit, that is very nice. I would like to have a true D-pad versus just a set of buttons. But more importantly, I would want everything that made my Joy-Con an actual Joy-Con. You know, I, I now, they are like a little less than half the price of a Joy-Con. But then again, it's also just the left side. And that's just going to really bug me if I have this really pretty uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild controller on my left hand. And then I have my splatoon pink or neon green on the right like those games just don't quite mesh together so for those who just want something pretty and then maybe you don't have to put it on your switch that might be a good thing for you maybe now unfortunately we get to the uh less than optimal topics and saying that with what i'm going to be talking about is a little strange so spyro reignited trilogy was released a while ago and it is fantastic it looks great unfortunately you would think that when you get a physical game you would have a physical game i mean that's what you bought i mean it's not as if you went to the chocolate ice cream store and got you know vanilla that would be silly unfortunately this trilogy is available <clears throat> let me rephrase that this trilogy is available on that physical copy but only a third of it the first game so <clears throat> the other two you would have to download which completely defeats the purpose of it being a physical copy now the argument that was made is that oh well this is just something that's expected everyone is doing it but you know what let me just quote them specifically as with most games today, downloading an update after a purchase is quite common. The language on the packaging and on the web is to let players know the requirements for Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Now, there's a problem with that. If I get a physical game, and I mean a, a true physical game, not like me getting the, the Division and then expecting to get all the extra DLC because I got D Division Game of the Year edition or anything like that. I want all the games on the disc. I want a true physical copy because now I'm not in this particular state, but let's just say I didn't have internet. Let's just say I truly couldn't get internet. Let's just say I'm going to be away somewhere. And I bought Spiral Reignited. Well, I bought the physical copy. That's great. That means that what I see on that package, what I expected to get is a physical copy of this game. And then I find out that, well, part of it is there. So there's that. Now, it's nice that the games are being remade from the ground up, but I would really like to have a physical copy of what I bought a physical copy of. And let me tell you why. A lot of very popular video games release day one patches. And what day one patches are, it are what, well, personally, I believe there to be we need to get this game out by, let's just say, August 1st. We need to get this game out by August 1st. Anything that we don't have done by then, 
we'll just send out an update, whether it be two gigs, 10 gigs, 15 gig update. I really hope you have all that space. And if you don't, tough noogies, because remember, everyone is doing it. Downloading an update after purchase is quite common. And while yes, that is true, downloading an update is quite common. I would have to argue that getting the rest of my game isn't necessarily an update, especially if it's full games. But I don't necessarily make the decisions when it comes to those sort of games. So unfortunately, I guess we will just have to deal. Another thing that we'll have to deal with is the death of Gamefly. Yes, just like we're lose, just like GameStop lost their uh, power pass and how the Gamers Club unlocked is, well, you can't essentially renew that subscription, Gamefly is also shutting down, but not for the same reasons. It actually turns out that Gamefly is shutting down because the best company in the whole wide world, EA, bought the streaming service, which is, which just puts me in such high hopes as the as reported on uh, variety.com founded in 2002 gamefly started out as a video game rental service that mailed video game discs to customers for a monthly fee it really wasn't that bad the company was founded by sean specter shang su and toby link the company expanded by acquiring shack news in 2009 and moby games in 2011 earlier this year electronic arts announced it was acquiring the company's cloud gaming technology assets and personnel Reached for comment Wednesday, an EA spokesperson said, We acquired the team in Israel and the technology they've developed. We did not acquire the Gamefly streaming service. We have not been involved in any decisions around the service. B.S. Forgive me if I really don't believe anything that EA says. Forgive me if I can... I, I, I don't. Just like EA killed Visceral, I believe that EA killed Gamefly. Now... I would 100% love to be wrong. Please, 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 EA, prove me wrong that you're not a huge piece of crap. But unfortunately, you're probably drowning in money for you to, you're probably drowning in too much money to hear me, which is fine. I'm going to just keep, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, keep keep that exactly where it is. I, I unfortunately, I never had the uh, the opportunity to truly take in what Gamefly could offer, but the fact that you could get those video games and you could be, you could have it and you could be done with it and that sort of thing, that was great. You could argue that it was games as a service before the title of games as a service truly, truly stuck around. And I would go with you on that one. I, I love the fact that people, especially people who were like, they just, they just, they just plowed through video games. They just had so much time on their hands to just plow through so many video games that it was just like well i mean why would i pay 60 bucks four times when i could pay let's just say 30 bucks once a month and then just get all these games because it's not as if i really care i just, I just want to beat them and play them want to stream them or you know you know stream them on twitch or whatever by the way follow me on twitch sbr underscore mr gamer um i i i saw the appeal it's just anything that ea could possibly get their hands on I, I just, I, I feel sorry for whomever it is, is just under that huge EA shadow, like, oh, well, you're dead. You know, it's like you're watching a horror movie and you see that one person, you, you, everyone else is saying, hey, the killer is behind that door. And you have one person saying, what, this door? 
unfortunately, the person who said this door <sighs> happened to have been Gamefly. Can't win them all. Well, I do hope that Miss Duvall is able to save all of those kittens. I do believe that she will be back next week to join us. Definitely hit me up on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and I think anything else that she possibly manages that I occasionally jump into. And with that being said, this is Mr. Gamer signing off.